up, lovely listeners out there in the hinterlands? It's Rockin' Max here, and we're going to drop uh, five minutes of Blarney on you guys, you know, for St. Patrick's Day. Hey, beautiful people. Rock's right, y'all. Happy St. Patrick's Week. <laughs> Is that a thing? I don't think so, man, but I say we go with it, Maxie. You know, all in the spirit of Blarney. Hey, we like to play fast and loose with the holidays here on Nightmares and Daydreams. The more, the better as far as we're concerned. And this year, St. Patrick's Day coincides almost perfectly with the full moon, Rock. Oh, that must be the crazy (laughs) energy we're feeling right now. Or conversely, it could be the Guinness Nitro coffee that I'm drinking right now. Delicious. Exactly. That's just your Guinness cold brew. So what are we talking about today for St. Patrick's Week, Max? We're talking about the werewolves of Ossery Rock. Irish werewolves. Man, is that a thing? Hey, it is. It must be, because we're talking about it. Now, yeah, we're going to be talking like, about real things. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Only 100% true. Now, like so many legends, though, there are some conflicting or at least disparate accounts of the werewolves. Well, we ain't never let the facts get in the way of a good story. That's for sure. <laughs> it's the habit of all good storytellers. All right, Max. So before we proceed, let's get some context first, shall we? What's ossery? Sorry. I was full tilt, <laughs> five minutes of folklore gear. Gotta get the fast folklore out there. Well, let's downshift for a second. So, Ossery is a place, I'm gonna assume. Yeah, actually. Ossery is a medieval kingdom that was located in southeastern Ireland. All right, all right. So, there are werewolves there. Or were werewolves there, I'm assuming. Werewolves? They're wolves. <laughs> How about we just tell a story? Please do, good sir. Legends tell of St. Patrick and some werewolves. The story took place before Ireland was fully Christianized, and St. Patrick was working hard to convert the people of the island. One day, he encounters a certain pagan tribe. Unfortunately for St. Patrick, or for the tribesmen as it turns out, these people were remarkably stubborn. Not only did they not wish to be converted, but they had decided to mock the preacher as well as his God. As he preached from the scriptures, they howled at the saint as if they were wolves, perhaps to demonstrate that they considered St. Patrick's words to make no more sense than a wolf's howl. Perhaps they were just trying to drown out the noise of his speech. In any case, St. Patrick grew enraged and prayed to God for retribution. And God responded, smiting the tribe and their descendants with a curse forcing them into the wolfish form of the animal they had so recently emulated. Some say they have to be trapped in wolfish form for seven years in a row. Others claim that they have to go through the transformation every seven years. In any case, all agree that the curse is said to linger to this very day. So, Max, this is normally the part of the episode where I say cancel the trip. (laughs) (laughs) You canceling our trip to Ireland? You love Ireland. That's true, true, true. We do love us, the Emerald Isle. All right, maybe we just avoid the Southeast, stick to pubs. So where's County Mayo? (laughs) some extra folkloric mayo on my Irish legend sandwich. That actually doesn't sound so good. (laughs) (laughs) There's some cool stuff down there, though, in the Southeast. I figure we can head that way. Well, listen, you told a story, and now I want to tell a story. About Irish werewolves? How about Irish 
Dogmen. You know I love me some dogmen and they're all the rage right now. Do tell. The historian, Gerald of Wales, in the 12th century records a monk's account of encountering two werewolves while traveling through Ossory. One night, he is approached by an exceedingly polite wolf who, to the monk's horror, starts to speak to him and begs him to give last rites to his dying companion. After the wolf proved himself to be a very Catholic wolf, the monk follows the human beast to the side of a dying she-wolf. To banish the monk's last trace of doubt and fear, the wolf pulls down the she-wolf's skin, revealing an old woman. According to the wolf, a curse had been laid on their people by Saint Natalis that a pair, a man and a woman, will be randomly chosen to become wolves. If they can survive seven years, they will be restored to human form while another pair takes their place. The curse, according to the wolf, had been passed down for generations. So, we find ourselves in Ossory again. Mm-hmm. A saint curses the people, a different saint this time, with lycanthropy still, though. Yep, like you said, it's a different saint. Yeah, not St. Patrick, but interestingly, we also see the number seven plays a role again. Well, Maxie, it's an auspicious number and highly mystic. Also, it was Mickey Mantle's number, but I digress. <laughs> True. I wonder how the wolf demonstrated that he was a very Catholic wolf, though. Dude, I did have to laugh at that a little. Maybe he said the Lord's Prayer or something. Felt super guilty about a rabbit he ate, maybe? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Nothing like Catholic guilt. That's for sure. <laughs> a werewolf comes down to confession. Does he get absolved by the priest? The answer to questions like these are no doubt they're hotly debated amongst the scholars of the Vatican. They're like, hmm, should we absolve lycanthropes? <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Only if they're sincerely well, repentant. Exactly. Or very Catholic. <laughs> well, this is fascinating and there's so much more to talk about, but I think that's it for this episode, gang. If y'all want to hear more, though... Let us know, and Max and I will crack the books and do an entire pod on the Irish werewolves. Honestly, there's so much more lore out there. We totally could. Mm-hmm. So yes, let us know if you want to hear more. And while you're online, maybe take a second, leave us a nice review. And don't forget to share the show, gang. We've been growing steadily thanks to your continued support, and the bigger the audience, the better our ability to spread the folkloric love and knowledge. Absolutely. And don't forget... Our bard is the best bard in the business, Teresa Joy. She's responsible for all the production and music in our pod. She's amazing. Find and follow her at Viobright on Facebook and Instagram. Or just head over to her website at TeresaJoyMusic.com for more amazing music. Mm-hmm. Gang, also head over to our own damn website at NightmaresPodcast.net to holler at your boys. You know we'd love to hear from you. So, ladies and gentlemen, as always, be good to each other and sweet dreams. Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams.